0: The moon is falling. The moon is falling. You, uh, green boy with the fairy. Uh, uh, the moon is falling. What are you going to do about it?
1: Did he just call you a green boy? Who does I, he think he is? What is he talking about?
0: The moon is falling. Can't you see it? Look, it has giant teeth. How and does the eye... moon fall? B- because the Skull Kid that you were hanging out with is pulling it down with his magic powers. That's how it's falling. You are don't you...
1: know what you're talking about. I do know this what I'm talking about.
0: Listen, I'm pretty sure I've re- we've had this conversation like five times already because... I don't even know who
1: you are. That
0: green kid that you're with keeps playing that little magic...
1: He has a name!
0: Gourd flute, and it keeps rewinding time. Gourd that-
1: flute is my thing!
0: Listen, I don't know what you mean by your thing, but I do know that it's still sell the month, and this is Majora's Mask. Welcome to A Novel Console, your weekly podcast where we talk about books, games, food, and stuff that caught our attention during the week. My name is Chris, and with me is my beautiful co-host and wife, Keridan.
1: Keridan. What was that? I don't know. I'm trying something new.
0: (laughs) You try something new every week, and I feel like you've done low and slow for the past five weeks.
1: That's because I feel low and slow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're having a rough time. We are. Yeah, we haven't had a real weekend off in a while, have we?
1: No, I need to sleep in, but I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm going to have to call out of work to sleep in. And then I really won't have slept in because I have to wake up early to call out.
0: That's a good idea. I mean, that could work. Something you could try. But uh, this is Majora's Mask, and this game... Holy shit! I didn't think it was gonna be that long. Right there at the end is stretched out a lot.
1: I thought he was gonna break that DS.
0: I did. I was really mad at one we'll break point. Break it in half. Throw it out some, the window. Over some stupid shit.
1: Run it over in um, the car.
0: Before we uh, continue, uh, we did receive an email from one of our listeners. Uh, his name is Burger Champ. Let me see if I can find his email.
1: Do you so, know his real name? Yes, I do okay. know
0: his real name, but I am not going to say his real name. Well, obviously because... I
1: wouldn't want you to, but I'm like, is his name really Burger Champ? You literally refer to him as Burger Champ, even when it's just you and me talking about this person. <laughs> oh, Burger Champ has recommendations for you.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> you actually did get almost all of the books from Burger Champ that yep. he recommended. So Burger Champ does have a question and it says a question from Burger Champ. Hello, fam. Since you guys are the authorities on books, games, and food, what are some of your favorite food items from books, excluding Tolkien, that's cheating, and games you would love to try in real life? From Burger Champ.
1: I know all of yours are from Yakuza. Yes. All of it.
0: Yes. All of the food from Yakuza. This
1: motherfucker will literally call me into this room. Look at this. Doesn't it look so tasty? It's a piece of fucking sushi on the TV. I... What?
0: I mean, e- everything <laughs> looks delicious in Yakuza. The ramen piled high with the uh, pork. Mm-hmm. It, it, oh, my God. I would eat everything from Yakuza except for the shellfish because I would die. Yeah. But apart from Yakuza, I think I would love to try uh, the lawn lawn milk from Zelda and the potions because the potions do look like really good Kool-Aid.
1: They don't have any of this shit in the mango. No. No. That's weird. Lawn lawn milk.
0: Lawn, lawn milk, awful. yeah. Yeah. What about you? What would you eat from books or games or whatever?
1: So this one's incredibly realistic, but with the fire on high, it's about this girl who wants to be a chef and it's just all food and her coming up with her own recipes and she's Dominican. You would eat that shit up.
0: hmm Yeah. Now that you said uh fire on high and she's a chef. I would eat everything from Battle Chef Brigade too.
1: Okay, yeah, that that's yeah. an obvious one.
0: Yeah, that oh my god, that and especially Harry Potter, since the,
1: even though Harry Potter's canceled.
0: But we can eat the Harry Potter food by going to Universal. We can. The pumpkin pasties, those are really good. Mm-hmm. I really like those.
1: And the butter beer The frozen butter beer and the hot mm, butter beer The not. regular butter beer is not good But the frozen uh, mm. and the hot And the food at the At the at the three broomsticks is really good The, f- the place with the fish with and, fish and chip. chips No, that's the Leaky Cauldron The one in the other park I don't The three broomsticks Never been there Really?
0: No, i never been there
1: They would mm, They have a whole platter of like roast chicken and potatoes You would go to town on those potatoes so good and corn and i don't remember what else so good
0: all right we might have to try that someday and
1: pear cider
0: oh, what about uh the the tea dragons um tea from you wouldn't
1: i, I didn't feel any particular um desire to for drink that, tea you know
0: weren't you saying around that same time i want a hot toddy
1: Well, yeah, but it wasn't like, oh, I wish I could step into the pages and try their tea. It just made me want some tea. I feel like it's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, with the fire on high, I wanted to eat literally every single recipe she made, even some of the stuff that sounded crazy.
0: And you know... Even though it's cheating, I would eat some of the Middle Earth food again. From
1: I would eat a cherry tomato and let it squirt open on my face. Oh God,
0: that sounds so nasty! Just cherry tomatoes. The After food. that scene, they've been ruined forever.
1: <laughs> the food from um, Cloak and Blaster. Yes, from Cloak and Blaster.
0: That brunch that was that really Scotch good. Scotch egg. That Scotch egg. Yes.
1: And um, the what was it?
0: The oatmeal. And oh the my God! That toast, and that the avocado, avocado was amazing. toast. Wow, it was so good, it was so much food, and what, wasn't it like just $50? Yeah,
1: for a four-course meal for two people.
0: That is insanely well, cheap. Well, no,
1: I think it was $50 per person,
0: That's N- still not a bad N- price.
1: And two drinks.
0: Was it $50? I think it
1: was $50 per person.
0: Huh. I, I don't... remember
1: paying for it and being like, oh, this is painful! <laughs> <laughs> not as painful as um, what we're going to do in August, but...
0: That's another story. What are we gonna do in August? We're
1: going to MegaCon.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Right.
1: Because the Hobbits got rescheduled. Right. Which works out for the best because we were hella broke last year. We couldn't have done this.
0: Yeah, we were saying for the wedding.
1: We're just sort of broke now. (laughs) We're mostly broke, but we were hella broke.
0: (laughs) Mostly broke. So, uh, are you ready to go ahead and get into the manga so that we can discuss all of this? Because we have—I'm so ready—a lot to talk about. today. I'm
1: so ready. I'm so ready for all of this to be over. This
0: little kid is weird. What little kid, Link? Okay, well, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> all right, so this is discussion time.
1: the legend of zelda majora's mask which serves as a direct sequel to ocarina of time and places into the child timeline it is an action adventure game developed and published by nintendo on october 26 2000 for the nintendo 64 you can play the game currently on 3ds gamecube and wii u chris played the 3ds version didn't you play 3ds of everything
0: i did thought so i only played 3ds of everything
1: oh dear that poor 3ds
0: I think the battery is going bad. I might need to buy a new battery. Abuse. Yeah.
1: So along with the game, we will also be discussing the Majora's Mask manga written by Akira Himikawa. That was released on April 14th, 2017. It is part of the Legendary Edition short mangas based on a few Zelda games. So the story begins following Link as he tries to save the land of Termina from being destroyed by the moon while repeating the same three days. I would argue... That it starts with the creepy mask salesman. That's how it then, started
0: in the manga? Yeah. What those happens? Those pages
1: were in color. Yeah? I wish all the pages were in color. I'm
0: sure you did.
1: I don't like black and white. Especially with manga, They don't, it all bleeds together. Yeah. I can't differentiate an explosion from a body. A body from an explosion.
0: See, if, if you would read uh, Gantz, Gantz has really high detailed drawings- And it's all black and white, so it all just looks like one giant blob, which the more you look at it, more details you see. I wish it would be in color, but...
1: Yeah, the the more I read of these three, the more I'm like, why the hell did I ever read manga? This is awful. It's so hard. It's so hard. But the colored parts were okay. (laughs) So basically, the manga does start with the creepy mask salesman, shows up to town. Um, Fun fact, kids. If they say, I'm not creepy or suspicious, with no prompting, they're probably the creepiest and the most suspicious. The
0: suspicious. Just
1: a thought. Um, The mask salesman honestly looks like the Green Goblin to me.
0: What's so Green Goblin-y about him?
1: I think it's his slanted eyes and his pointy ears.
0: They all have pointy ears. Everyone but, but
1: his face is like squished, kind of like um what's his name? What's his name? Willem
0: Defoe? Yeah,
1: Willem Defoe. He looks a lot like Willem Dafoe.
0: Oh Jesus Christ. That's what
1: it is. He looks more like Willem Defoe than he does the Green Goblin. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting to me how the mask salesman doesn't really seem to be talking to anyone because it's like written as if he's talking to you, the reader. You only see him. Until it, like, comes time to grab the mask, and then you see a hand, and, like, I kind of just read it as me being the person taking the mask.
0: What mask?
1: Skull Kid. Majora's Mask. Uh, Okay. Yeah.
0: So Majora's Mask being taken by Skull Kid. So it was Skull Kid taking the mask.
1: Yeah, but it makes it feel like you are the one that he's talking to and taunting with his masks. I see. Mm Mm-hmm. So Skull Kid takes the mask and the creepy salesman's just like, oh, this is bad, evil laugh. This is actually exactly what I wanted to happen in my not creepy, not suspiciousness. And Link is a wandering swordsman. Because in that that little bit ends and we go to Link and he's a little wandering swordsman going to teach grown ass men how to play swords.
0: So he's, he was 11 in Ocarina of Time with the time jumping He. It was seven years, so that's 18. So he basically did have the experience of a full swordsman adult. So he would be considered a swordsman because he still remembers everything. And he still has those skills. So, Hmm. yeah.
1: Well, this whole little intro bit is basically just setting you up to remember everybody thinks he's a kid, but he's not. He's actually the hero, and he knows all the sword skills, and he's way better than grown men.
0: The hero of time.
1: Mm -hmm. So then, while Link's hanging out with these grown-ass men, he's, like, all sad, and he's thinking about Navi and how he lost her, and he thinks he sees her while riding Ipona through the woods, but it's actually a trick by evil Skull Kid with the mask. And here we go with the heys he again.
0: You really hate those hee. He it
1: drives me nuts. It doesn't make any damn sense. But then Link like falls into this dark realm looking place and he winds up with a mask. Which is the Deku kid. The Deku mask? mask. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like, um, do you know Mr. Mr. Bill? The Play-Doh man? That was on, like, Saturday Night Live skits, I think? No. This is ancient. Yeah. Gramps had VHS tapes of Mr. Bill. Was that his name? But he was a little Play-Doh man. Go look up Mr. Bill, if that's the right name.
0: I don't know. I don't know if that's the right name.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is Mr. Bill, the Play-Doh man. He's very inappropriate, and I thought it was for kids because he's made out of Play-Doh, but Granny wouldn't let Gramps let me watch it because it was bad. But that little circle mouth that he had...
0: Reminds you of a Deku?
1: Yep, that mask that Link was given. Mm-hmm. So then this other fairy, I think Tattle, who looks exactly like Nabi, because they all look exactly the same, yeah, shows up and says Skull Kid may have gone to Clock Town. Something seems off about Clock Town, but we're not exactly sure what. Turns out that Ingo from Lon Lon Ranch is there, and that's just totally glossed over. It's like, why is Ingo here? And then it's never mentioned again. <laughs> never i only know about it thanks to you explaining that it's so, not explained
0: so it's basically a, a little bit of the story behind the game um when ocarina of time came out uh the director of the game wanted to work on the next legend of Zelda. he wanted to do something completely new and different and supposedly shigeru miyamoto the creator of Zelda and mario Said, okay, uh, if you can make a sequel in a year to Ocarina of Time, you can work on whatever you want. So he did Majora's Mask, but he recycled a shit ton of assets from Ocarina of Time into the game. That's why you see Ingo lookalikes. That's why you see Talon lookalikes. That's why you see all the Gorons looking the same. The Zoras. Zoro, Zora. Girl. Okay. I hate that.
1: I'm going to say every sentence and follow up with girl.
0: No, you should follow it with human. <laughs> human.
1: That's it. That's a Yeah, that's good. Okay. So then link friends into this girl who sees him as just a little kid because of his mask. Her name is Anju. I mean, technically he is a little kid without the mask, but the Deku mask makes him look even tinier, I guess.
0: It does. And it does make him smaller.
1: She um, takes him to her family inn, the Stockpot Inn. She reveals that they're in Termina, which Link just automatically knows is like another world or dimension, because he knows these things. And Crazy Skull Kid thinks he's going to bring down the moon. We find hmm. this out. It's supposed to happen at the carnival in Clocktown. In three days. Half of the town is evacuating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But on the other half her wants family family's like... This isn't going to happen. It's going to be fine. Yep. It's like the hurricanes here. Yes. Half of the state evacuates and the rest of us are like, nah, fuckers, I'm going to ride this bitch out.
0: Yep. I'll stay home.
1: Yep. We are those people.
0: Yeah, we, we ran it out. Your
1: parents were not happy with us being those people.
0: Oh, too bad for them. <laughs> they didn't pay for all my video games.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> we're going to go down with the games. I am. I will die we'll with them. go down with this ship. I will die with them.
1: Oh, gosh. So, basically, the moon does start to come down, (laughs) and everyone freaks out, and time basically, like, stops and then goes back. I was a little bit confused about what happened. Link, like, plays the song of time on the ocarina or something, and we're going to go back in time and change the moon crashing down.
0: Yeah. He starts repeating the same day cycle with the ocarina.
1: My biggest takeaway from all of that, Uh that moon reminded me a lot of the... The Rick and Morty Get Swifty episode.
0: <laughs> Play. <laughs> Show what me yeah. what you got. Show me
1: the moves. I don't think he says that. No. I we need to so rewatch that. I want to listen to Get Swifty now. Do we still? We do still have the Swifty Rick and Swifty Morty. Yes, we do. Those are few of the Rick and Morty pops we actually kept.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what happens next?
1: So next. Link is no longer stuck in the Deku Mask, but Anju doesn't remember who he is because we went back in time, so she didn't meet him. Plus, she didn't meet him looking like that, so whatever. Link decides he wants to go to the Great Deku Palace. They're about to burn him at the stake at the Deku Palace, along with a bunch of animals, because they think that he and all these little animals are responsible for stealing their Deku Princess. This is not... You have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: No, I know what you're talking about, but this doesn't... <laughs> like, it, something like this does happen in the game, but not this. What? I, I'll tell you when it's my turn.
1: Okay. Because um, I'm going to run
0: through the entire story. So,
1: like, this big wood king guy comes out of nowhere and is like, Nah, bitches, I took your princess because y'all pissed me off. Adola? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> but he has, like, the little decky princess in this little jar thing, and they... Let her out. Um, everyone's thrilled. Turns out that Link looks a lot like her fiance when he's in his Deku mask, and she has him put it back on so that he could she can look at him longingly. What? So it's a little bit awkward.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> look God. at these little
1: wood children that look like Mister Bill, <laughs> looking at each other with love in their eyes. So yeah, then we go to the mountain and we see the Goron.
0: Which one, Darmani? Yeah, listen, no, Dar- Darmani. Darmani. Yeah, uh-huh. Darmani.
1: So what happened with the Deku people? Oh,
0: I'll, I'll go through the whole thing. Oh, I'll God. go through the whole story. I'm, okay. I'm reading your notes as long as you are.
1: Okay. So then we go to the mountain. We run into Darmani. He's all sad and shit, and he can't go back to his village. I don't remember why he can't go back. Um, But he tells Link all about this little kid in the village who probably misses him a lot. And Link's like, I'll go tell him for you, because I'm the hero. <laughs> Darmani dies and leaves behind a mask. Everybody dies and leaves behind a mask. <laughs> Link puts on the mask and looks exactly like Darmani, a Goron. He's very short and very chubby. It's like all these masks make him short, er, than he already is.
0: <laughs>
1: so he goes to the village. They all think he's Darmani. And he's like, oh, my God, they think I look like Darmani. And... Tattle's like no shit. You look exactly like Darmani,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but he he think he cheers up the kid who's been missing Darmani. This kid's like been sitting in the corner in the village crying this whole time that Darmani's been gone. Um, Link tells the kid that he's got to be a strong leader because Darmani isn't coming back. And kid's like, okay, cool. And Link's like, oh, that was easy because everything's easy for Link. Yeah, Literally, he, he's everything.
0: the hero. He's the hero. <sighs>
1: So Link then puts two and two together and realizes that the essence of Darmani was left in the mask, his spirit of justice, and that broke Majora's curse, which also like killed him, but made the mask fall off.
0: What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about?
1: You don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, okay. You make me feel like I misinterpreted everything I read.
0: No, this is this is fucking crazy. This none of this makes sense. It's
1: like, oh, Darmani has a strong spirit of justice that broke the curse. That was keeping the mask on his face.
0: On whose face?
1: Darmani's face. I hate this. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. So I I think this next bit is the weirdest fucking thing that I've seen thus far on my Zelda journey. I would like everyone to please remember that I had never had any Zelda exposure before this. (laughs) Nothing. Okay. So Link sees a pirate ship and he sees someone fall from it. He runs to the rescue and it's one of the Zora. The mushroom looking amphibian fish people things. Their heads look like mushrooms, okay? But it's not just any Zora. This Zora is a member of a fucking rock band called Indigo Go's. <laughs> <laughs> he he plays like this ocean creature spinal cord guitar.
0: The Zora guitar. I can't. I can't.
1: So this Zora dude, Mig Mika, Mika, whatever, Mikal, he says that the lead singer of the Indigo Goes was getting ready for a show at Clock Town for the carnival before the moon started coming down. And then she gave birth to a weird egg. It just says weird egg. Like it doesn't explain why the weird why the egg is weird. Just says gave birth to a weird egg, lost her voice, and then pirates came and stole the egg. Like, what? Why did the pirates steal the egg? What made it weird? What? What the fuck is going on here? He tells Link that he's got to go save that. Link has to go save the egg from the pirates, or the egg will die. Like we just met, but you got to go do this for me. He and Link play some weird music together on the spine guitar and on the ocarina of time i can't i don't know why they couldn't just like summon the egg back to them with this combination of instruments but that that was the zora's gift to link for helping in the mission a song he was going to play a song for him they play the song together
0: jesus Christ! this is the most
1: janky ass shit i've ever read okay Then lo and behold, you guessed it, the Zora dude fish dies and a mask falls off of him. (laughs) Why must these things be so repetitive and so fucking predictable? I
0: wonder if when Luna dies, a mask is going to oh, fall out of her. poor over. Luna. A little Ewok mask will fall <laughs> off of her. And you put it and on. And, and you become, a gremlin. You become half Luna when you put on the mask. I <laughs>
1: mean, I'll be real
0: stupid. <laughs> It'll be real half stupid. And I only want to eat
1: pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. So, Link puts on the mask, becomes Mikau, basically, and goes after the fucking pirate ship. Link takes down the pirates in, like, 0.2 seconds. Uh, they're sitting there, like, discussing that the egg is the key to finding out what's wrong with the fog that's over the bay. That never gets elaborated on either. Um, and Link just, like, jumps in and starts fighting all of them, and it's over. In a page. Then, this giant sea turtle, I'm going to call him Crush. Cowabunga, dude. You know? What, what okay, is it? Okay. What is it that they're cruising through? The channel?
0: That turtle in the game is a god. It's Crush. It's not Crush. It's a god. You a know, god. Crush
1: was my nickname at one point in high school.
0: Why? Did you drive because a forklift? lift? we loved
1: finding Did you drive a forklift <laughs> That's through- Crash,
0: not crutch. <laughs> <laughs> through a roll-up door. <laughs> she doesn't even listen to this podcast. Nobody's going to understand what the fuck we're saying right now. Nick will. <laughs> oh, God. That's true.
1: That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, the giant sea turtle shows up and whisks Link away from the ship. And Link has to fight a giant masked fish underwater. It looked a lot like the fish you ate at Grills.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is Georg.
1: Oh, so this all just seemed really, really ridiculous to me. But I did notice that the pirate you showed me while you were playing the game... The pirate in this manga did look exactly like that pirate, except black and white. <laughs> so there's some consistency. At so least.
0: those pirates, those are uh, character models that they recycled from the Gerudo from Ocarina of Time. Look
1: at them! They're so, ri- uh, so original. So, so original. I-, I
0: tell you, they they pumped out this game in a year. This is this some is, golden it's,
1: material.
0: It's impressive what they golden.
1: did. Golden. Okay. So Link then defeats a final monster to unleash the final giant that he needs to come hold up the moon. There are four giants that protect Clock Town, and they've, they've been trying to get them to come help hold up the moon. He goes back to Clocktown, which is evacuated, minus Anju's family. They're like the only family still there who's in the process of at least evacuating. Um, but the thing that drops off the note... To Anju, there's like this little Pikachu looking thing that shows up at the inn that Link sees as he's walking up to the inn.
0: The Keton?
1: The Keton?
0: Yeah, the Keton mask wearing. The Pikachu mask. Jesus Christ.
1: It looks like Pikachu, even in black and white. It looks like Pikachu. I know you told me it was yellow, but I thought it looked like Pikachu even before I knew that. Anyway, I knew for a fucking fact that it was kaf- Cafe. 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 Cafe, and what a shocker! It was Cafe. Cafe. <laughs> okay, so the moon is legit falling again. Anju and Cafe reunite, even though Cafe is a little boy because Cafe has been cursed by Skull Kid and Caffey. is no longer uh, a marriageable age young man. He's a little boy, like Link. Maybe even younger than Link. Yeah. So the giants finally all show up. They're holding up the moon. Yay, happy ending. But we find out that all of this is over the Giants having been Skull Kid's only friends, and they left him without saying goodbye. And then he found a mask that made whatever he wanted to happen, happen. So Skull Kid's like, oh, I've caused all these problems. He takes off the mask, but it turns out that the mask is the real troublemaker. So Link has to turn into, like, a Super-fucking-Link and go into the moon to fight the mask. <laughs> then the crazy um Green Goblin dude shows up and grabs it, and all is well. Because... And that's it. Yeah, basically. That's it. That's the
0: end of the story. Link sees
1: that poor skull kid, and everyone else were just being manipulated by the mass. And it's like, oh, lesson learned in manipulation. Ta-da! It's like an episode of Full House, where the dads sit down the girls at the end of every episode. Like, what did we learn? This every fucking episode.
0: Everyone. So some some of the things there at the end they did kind of flesh him out a little bit more than they did in the game. In the game they did say that uh the Imp was friends with the Giants. The Imp. The Imp, that's Skull what they kid. call him, the Imp. Skull kid. Um but uh they left to create the world and they never came back. So he hated the world because he hated the world, he said he was going to destroy them. All. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, and that's why he stole the mask when he he did uh, so apparently the giants told him, don't try to destroy the world cause we will kill you. And the imp said, okay, I'm not going to do anything. And he apparently ascended to heaven afterwards.
1: So the legend of Zelda is a story of religion.
0: Uh, it we does definitely have a,
1: took a religious tone there.
0: It does have a lot of parallels. Mm. So, uh,
1: oh, and, and Skulkid. Skull Kid decides that he's friends with Link now, and he draws a cute little picture of them on a tree trunk, and he's like, I know he'll come back someday because we're friends. Oh,
0: Link is never coming back. Believe me. He and dies Skull away. Skull Kid's
1: gonna go crazy again.
0: Link dies away from Hyrule, and that creates some problems for the future and whatnot. So.
1: Link dies?
0: Yeah, uh, in like of old age, being a warrior and whatnot. When and does he
1: get old? Because he seems to be stuck as a little boy for
0: they they've ever. never never shown that, but yeah, apparently he grows old, he dies, and all that stuff.
1: So he and Zelda get married.
0: No, he doesn't marry Zelda. It Doesn't work like that. The only game it's where it kind of siblings. The only game where it kind of works like that is in Skyward Sword, and I'm not really sure because I haven't played it. So all right, let's go into the game. Uh, so Link does start in the Lost Woods looking for Navi. Skull Kid shows up and steals Sapona. And turns Link into the Deku scrub. Side note, Link finds a dried up Deku stump that turns out it is the son of the butler from the Deku palace. And the butler from the Deku palace didn't know that his son had died. So Link is wearing his mask. Yay! Is
1: that why the princess thinks that Link looks so much like her beloved...
0: Yeah, but I I don't think that when they were writing the manga, they did pay attention to that because it's just like a little flash in the end that you see and like one mention in the entire game. So if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss a lot of insinuations and stuff that, you know, are kind of important to the story. So, Link meets the Happy Mask merchant who asks him to get the Ocarina back and Majora's Mask. Uh, Link then finds a stray fairy that asks him for help to restore her so that she can give him magic powers. And then Link breaks a balloon that a child was trying to break. Apparently, the kid is part of a gang of little kids in the town. A gang? Yes. I tell
1: you what, these kids and these... Things, manga, game,
0: whatever. They're little bitches. They're assholes. They're bitches. So that kid makes Link find them all so he can give them the code to access their secret hideout.
1: Oh, my God.
0: But they kind of don't want to because Link is a Deku at the moment, right? Right. And before we continue, I forgot to say this. So I'm going to try to do this more often where I just find a game that I think is completely batshit. And I'm going to tell the entire story to Carradine and just hear her react, because I'm pretty My sure...
1: reactions are fun.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's going to have a, quite a few reactions with the story of this game. So, Link goes into the hideout. The hideout leads out to an observatory in which Link sees the moon for the first time. As he's looking at the moon, the moon drops a tear called a moon's tear. <laughs> Link so original! Which Link uses to trade for a flower launch pad Deed that he can use to access the clock in Clock Tower in Clock Town. What? Yeah, so it's a Deku scrub that has a business, and he has a deed for the flower that he uses as his business—a
1: flower launch pad. Yeah, it's what a flower fuck do on you the floor. Do with a flower launch pad. It's a
0: flower on the floor, and if you're a Deku, you can dig in and then fly out. <laughs> What's the point? So you can fly if you're a Deku.
1: Your business is to fly. How no, do you make the money? Biz, that's
0: his his storefront is the launch pad. What? Yeah. So then Link goes into the the giant uh clock, right? Mm-hmm. When uh it turns into midnight, Link goes in, he fights for the first time the skull kid. All he does is just shoots a bubble at him. The skull kid drops the ocarina. Link grabs the ocarina because he's a Deku. When he pulls it out, he pulls out a set of pipes Mm -hmm. that he uses to play the song of time that he remembered that Zelda had taught him when he was in Hyrule. Oh my God. So Link rewinds time by accident. So before Link rewinds time back, uh, tail Tattle's brother tells them, You got to go to the swamp, to the mountain, the canyon, and the ocean, and bring those who live there into town. So he plays the song, goes back, uh, appears right in front of the happy mask salesman, and he teaches him the song of cleansing. He pulls out a giant organ underneath the clock tower, which leads to a sewage area, and he somehow manages to pull out a giant organ... (laughs) And teaches him this song that helps Link's Deku masks fall off.
1: What? It cleansed his no. soul and
0: it fell off. No, that's yeah.
1: not how that happens. Yeah. I don't think.
0: So then Link's Link embarks on a journey to the swamp to find out who lives in the swamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the way to the swamp, Talt, uh, Tattle finds a drawing carved into a tree that Skull Kid did from before he was taken over by Majora. Uh, the Skull Kid stole the mask from the Happy Mask Merchant. And it is kind of implied that Skull Kid beat the shit out of him before or something hit him and was knocked out and he stole it that way. The
1: mask salesman? Yeah. Shit, the manga made it sound like the mask salesman was trying to get him to take it.
0: So, then Link uh saves one of the witches from the previous game. Again, reused assets. And the witch lets link right her boat to the deku palace where he finds out that a monkey is going to be executed the and, monkeys! and his brother wants you to save the monkey right
1: i think so yeah
0: so <laughs> you may, uh, link makes his way to where the monkey is and the monkey says that he's friends with the deku princess and she got kidnapped by the monster in the swamp temple The monkey teaches Link the song to open the door to get into the temple so that he can go save the princess and bring her back before they can kill the monkey.
1: They can't.
0: (laughs) So the the Deku King is a dick because he does not want to hear anything that the monkey. He just wants to
1: kill everybody. Yeah. 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 I want my princess back.
0: So Link goes to the temple. He finds out that the great fairy in the swamp has been broken up into 15 pieces, and they have been hidden throughout the swamp temple. Uh, Link finds the fairies. He kills Adolwa, who's the first boss, and frees the giant of the swamp. The giant of the swamp teaches Link the song that will summon the four giants that will stop the moon from crashing into the planet. There
1: ain't none of this song teaching.
0: There's a lot of musical stuff. So, uh... In killing Adolwa, the swamp that was all over the, the the poison that was all over the swamp gets cleaned out. Uh, Tattle apologizes to Link for stealing a at the beginning of the game, along with uh putting him through such a difficult time. Uh, they immediately notice that somebody's standing behind them, hitting under a tree, and that find out that it's the Deku princess. So Link puts her in a bottle, takes her back to the king. What the
1: fuck? They saw her in a bottle and broke her out of the bottle.
0: No, he Link puts what her in the bottle. What the hell? So when Link gets to the palace with the princess in the bottle, the monkey is being held over what looks like to be boiling oil. And if you talk to the monkey, they dip him into oil.
1: Poor monkey.
0: It is. That I remember seeing you that when I was a like kid. A chicken wing. I know. I remember seeing that when I was a kid and I freaked out that they were dipping this poor monkey in hot oil
1: that's so sad.
0: and the monkey was trying to save the princess it's not like he stole her
1: that's bullshit
0: so uh link frees the princess in front of the king she beats the shit out of the king for trying to kill his monkey
1: yeah i remember she was mad at the king for being so crazy and not listening to anyone
0: a terrible terrible dude so link returns the great fairy's parts to her in the fountain uh which form the great fairy of wisdom who gives link extra magic power. So the princess says that the butler has a, a gift for him for rescuing her. And, uh, you go to where the butler is and the butler says, Oh, if you want the gift, you have to raise me and keep up with me. Um, so when you raise him and you get to where he's going after he throws all these fucking traps in your way so that you can't, you know, keep up with him, he gives you a mask. And says, "With this pig mask, you'll be able to find secret scents." Like, what the fuck? And then he's like, "Oh, you remind me of my son that I used to do this with all the time." What a fucking terrible parent! Like, doing, making your son raise you and throwing fireballs and shit in front of him so that he'll he won't follow you. That is terrible parenting. Would you do that? I mean. You would set Luna on fire.
1: No, I wouldn't set her on fire, but play around with her a little bit. Rough house.
0: hmm No. <laughs> so So yeah, so so that's what I said earlier that there his son is the dried up Deku stump that you find at the beginning of the game, which turns out is the mask that was giving to Link. But
1: So many damn masks.
0: Yeah, it's a Majora's mask. And you don't actually want to get But that
1: makes me think that it should should only be that mask. Not a million masks.
0: It's 24 masks. 24 masks, 25th with Majora's.
1: Stupid.
0: I want to get all of them and put them on the wall. So then Link heads to Snowhead Mountain, which is where the Gorons are.
1: Darmani! To
0: find the second giant. Goro. Uh, he finds the mountain completely frozen over, and the Gorons in the mountain are about to freeze to death. Goro? Link runs into Kapora Gaborah. Goro? Remember the, him? No. The giant owl from Ocarina of Time? Yes. Yes, so you run into him for the one and only time in the entire game. Uh, he guides him across some invisible platforms to a cave so that he can find the Lens of Truth, which allows him to see the dead and what is hidden. Link sees the Ghost of Dormani. A fallen Goron chieftain, who guides Link to his grave. Dormani died trying to stop the demon in Snowpeak Mountain and was blown off by a gust of wind. He asked Link to heal his sorrows, which he does by playing the Song of Healing, granting Link the Goron mask. Goro? There was only one Goron in the entire game that said that. And while he Girl? said it, he was asleep. Goro. That is so annoying. Please.
1: very annoying.
0: Please stop. It is terrible. And you want to know something funny? What? The giant gust of wind that killed Dormani was done by another Goron. Are you
1: serious? A giant
0: invisible Goron.
1: That's bullshit. He
0: blew him off the mountain. But as Dormani, I'll get to that in a second. So Link as Dormani pushes Dormani's gravestone to reveal a hot spring underneath uh, with the water from the hot spring, Dormani frees the Goron Elder and enforce, informs him that his son won't stop crying unless he comes back and see him. The Goron Elder teaches Link the beginning of a lullaby to put the baby to sleep while he goes to investigate the demon in Snowhead Temple. Link plays a song for the baby, who teaches Link the rest of the song. Once the baby is asleep, Link uses it to put the giant Goron on top of Snowhead Temple to sleep. The giant Goron falls off the cliff. Oh, my God. So it's like either you die, and if you die, you have to pay them back by killing them. So uh, Link rescues the face inside the temple at the same as in the previous one. He kills Got, which is the giant stampeding bull. Lives the winter curse off of the Guarn villages. Uh, Link returns the fairies to the great fairy of power and they grant him the upgraded spin attack, which is fucking useless. Afterwards, Link heads to Romani Ranch to save Epona. After helping Romani fight off alien aliens, Link heads towards the coast to find the next giant.
1: Shit, if I remember correctly, Link doesn't get Epona back until the very end.
0: Yeah, At this point, this is like, uh, you only have two more dungeons left, but uh, I don't know.
1: So there's some, no some of the pacing
0: link, is just weird in this game.
1: There's no Link making the connection about, like, Darmani's strong will of spirit and how he's able to fight the curse.
0: No, Darmani's got these hands, and the demon in Giant Snow Peaks Mountain caught those hands, and that's how he freed the <laughs> land of whatever. There's no strong. So the will. manga
1: is a lot more. Um,
0: Full of shit. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's where where your one of your favorite parts comes in. Oh god. So Mikau at, Mikau, at the coast, he finds a half dead Sora floating in the water. He helps the Sora come out of the water. Who in turn tells Link he needs to save the Sora band's lead singer by going into the pirate fortress and recovering her eggs eggs Eggs. not
1: just one weird egg nope what the fuck
0: so the sora dies right in front of link asking him to cleanse his soul his soul not his hole i can't once link cleanses his soul he gains a mask with the power of the fallen wait
1: where do they play music together He just... On the spine guitar in the ocarina. While
0: he's dying, he gets up. He plays the song by himself, telling Link everything that happened. Oh, my God. And telling him, you got to go do this while I'm playing this dumbass song. Mm. And then he dies. And Link makes a grave for him. With the guitar as the cross. So, Link infiltrates the pirate stronghold and learns that the pirates have four eggs and the other three are being held by an evil sea snake in pinnacle rock. Link rescues the eggs, heads to Pinnacle Rock, and ne- a nearby Sora tells him that there's a golden fish that will help him navigate the murky waters in the area. What? So Link goes to a local fisherman and trades him a picture of one of the pirates.
1: What?
0: For the, the golden fuck? fish. Porn. And Porn, porn. <laughs> the golden fish ends up being a seahorse. What? So it's funny because when Link gives him the picture of the the pirate, the description says, oh, this is something that only an adult would understand.
1: Oh, my God. That's so fucked
0: up. Yeah. What
1: the hell?
0: So the seahorse ask, asks Link to save his friend from the evil sea snake, which Link does because he had to go get the remaining eggs. So afterward, Link's, Link goes to the sea lab where he drops the eggs in a tank, and they hatch. And as soon as they hatch, they teach Link the new wave bossa nova. What the hell? just hatched, and immediately from hatching, they teach him a song.
1: That is ridiculous. So
0: Link plays the new wave bossa nova.
1: Oh, my God. With the babies.
0: For Lulu. Not with the babies. The babies taught it to him. So he plays it for the lead singer.
1: Of the indigo
0: ghost. Yes, and she regains her voice somehow. So the bossa nova wakes up a giant turtle god. The turtle tells Link to hop on its back so that they can go to the Great Bay Temple, wherein Link can save the Great Bay from all the murky water and the violent creatures in it. So Link goes inside, rescues the fairies, kills Georg, freeing the giant inside who promised to help as long as they save him, in between quotations. Link returns to the Great Bay, which was cleansed, and the Sora Band is ready to perform again. And now we go to probably everyone's favorite quest in the game, and it's actually a pretty good quest. I did enjoy it. Uh, This is the Kaffee and Anju quest. Kaffee! kaffee So so the quest starts by getting a mask from Kaffee's mom so that you can investigate his disappearance. You see the postman hand Anju a letter from Kaffee you scam Anju out of a free room that was supposed to be for another Goron with your exact name.
1: Wait, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, so you put on uh, the Goron mask and turn into Darmani. You talk to Anju, and she thinks you're the Goron named Link that's supposed to come and stay at the hotel. What
1: in the world? So she gives
0: you the key for the room. So uh, then you talk with Anju wearing Kathy's mask, and she asks you to meet at midnight. When you meet, she says that the letter was from Kaffee, and she cannot believe that he's disappeared. So she asks you to deliver a letter to a mail receptacle so that it can be delivered back to Kathy. So you sneak into Kathy's hideout while he's getting his mail, and you find out that it's behind the Curiosity Shop where they sell all the stolen goods from Termina.
1: This is all new shit.
0: Yeah. And he tells you what happened to him. He was turned into a child by the Skull Kid, and then had his wedding mask stolen by a Sakon, a yes. local thief. So he asks you to deliver a pendant to Andrew so that she stays and waits for him. Once you deliver the pendant, she says that she will stay and wait for him to come back. You go back to talk to Kathy and find out that he saw Sakon and followed him to his hideout in a canyon Valley. There, you wait for Kathy. Caff, there, you wait with Kathy for a sack on to come back so you can both sneak in and steal the mask. Link and Kathy get the mask back. Caffy returns to town to meet with his beloved Andrew. Kathy arrives at the inn exactly one hour before the world ends. Tattle makes a comment saying, They're lovers, but they look just like mother and yes, child. Yes,
1: that's same line is in the manga. It's really um, it's something
0: uncomfortable. Uh,
1: just a little. Yeah, just a little.
0: So Anju and Kathy, they exchange masks as wedding oaths, and they give a mask to Link for being the witness to their union, and urge him to find shelter because they are going to wait for the morning together.
1: Oh.
0: Linkry wants time. Again. And, it, and it all meant nothing. <laughs> Just another checkmark in his quest. Oh, my God. Fuck that kid. <laughs> so then Link heads to Ikana Canyon to find the last giant. He finds a grave that belongs to a musician called Flat, who teaches him the Song of Storms. The same Song of Storms from Ocarina of Time.
1: Wow. How original. <laughs> wow.
0: So... This is where the Song of Storms originated. The reason why I'm highlighting this is because the uh, Song of Storms you learn in Ocarina of Time when you're an adult. The guy who teaches it to you learned it from a kid. So when you learn it from him as an adult, you go back to the past and teach it to him as a kid, creating a time paradox. So nobody knew. That's
1: so wackadoo. So nobody knew. So... Jesus, my mind can't
0: even, like, exactly
1: process that. So, Like, I get it, but...
0: The song does have an origin. Um, I just don't know if the one in uh, Ocarina of Time is the same one or not. But it does have the same notes and the same melody. So, it should be. Uh, Flat says that he created the song to show his sorrow and anger towards his brother Sharp for selling his soul so that he could revive the Ikana royal family. You play the song for Sharp. He admits to his mistakes and asks that you speak to the king so that you may enter the temple and free the land. The song causes the river to flow again, which activates the water wheel in a nearby house. Inside the house, you find a father and his daughter, and the father has been turned into a gibdo. A what? A gibdo. What's a gibdo? A mummy. A mummy, yeah. Literally a mummy. A mummy. And uh, so Link plays the song of healing for him so that he can return to his former self. The Gibdo mask falls off and his and Link takes it. Uh, there's a touching moment where he's freaking out over being a monster and the daughter comforts him by telling him that it was all just a bad dream he was having. Aww. Using the Gibdo mask, Link enters a small dungeon filled with Gibdos asking for specific things. Once you fulfill their desires, you find the mirror shield. The mirror shield is used in Akana Castle to ca- to clear some puzzles and fight some enemies leading all the way to the Akana king and his two lackeys. Once you beat them, the king tells Link he must save Akana by closing the doors to the tower temple. He teaches you the Elegy of Emptiness, which creates a copy <laughs> Elegy of emptiness. Which creates a copy of each transformation you can equip. So you head to the stone temple to save the final giant. Link fights two giant flying centipedes called Twin Mold.
1: What? What? What?
0: It doesn't end there. What the
1: fuck is... What?
0: It doesn't end there. So once Link kills the first one, a chest with a mask appears. The mask is called the giant's mask. Link wears it and fights the other centipede by turning into a giant.
1: That's so fucking weird. He
0: punches the fucking giant flying centipede to death. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, once the centipede is killed, Link frees the final final giant who was reluctant to help stop Skull Kid.
1: Shame on him.
0: With uh, title. saying that the giant is is sad. Uh, once back in Ikana, the curse is lifted from the land, the dead don't walk among the living anymore, and Link is ready to take down Skull Kid. But before he goes, he needs to take the broken fairies to the Ikana fairy fountain to make the fairy whole again. She rewards, She rewards Link with the fairy sword, which is fucking useless. Luna is mad. All right. So final day, stroke of midnight, clock tower opens, and Link runs inside. The Skull Kid is waiting, ready to pull the moon down on Termina and end all life on the continent.
1: Because that's going to solve all of Skull Kid's problems.
0: Link plays the song of the four giants who appear outside of Clock Town and hold the, the moon up. have
1: their up. own fucking song.
0: They hold the moon up from crashing into the town. Yes, they do have a song, and the fir- the first giant teaches it to you. Uh, Skull Kid passes out. Tattle and Taylor are talking about how weak Skull Kid was, and he got what he deserved for not being strong enough to control the mask. The mask agrees and tells them that Skull Kid was just a puppet and that his time is over. He flies up to the moon, promising that he is going to consume everything in the world. Tattle and Tail argue about leaving with, Tail saying he's going to the moon to finish the job with Link. Tattle, being the older sister, doesn't want that to happen, so she and Link head for the moon to stop Majora's Mask. In the moon, there's a giant meadow with a single tree in the middle. Around the tree, there's children with masks of the bosses you defeated in the game running around. So there's one for B- Georg, Odalwa, Twinmold, and Gott. A child with Majora's Mask is sitting under the tree while the rest run around. Uh, You give a certain amount of mass to each child before running a specific gauntlet with them. And let me say this right now. Fuck Georg and fuck the swimming fucking minigame and mechanic (laughs) in this goddamn fucking game.
1: Okay. Tell us how you really feel.
0: It is fucking terrible. They
1: Oh, is this the part where you were about to like break the whole fucking DS?
0: This is the part that killed the game for me. This you is the part you were losing your shit. This is the part that knocked all the points that I was gonna give this game down. So basically, in the original 64 game, the swimming was done in a certain way that would accustom you to getting used to it. In this game, they changed it so that the way that you swam on 64 you could only do it now by wasting your magic meter and your regular swim is just a regular swim. So because of that, you don't get used to the swimming in the game. And when you have a swimming part that requires precise movements, like this fucking stage does, it becomes a fucking hassle. I tried that stage at least Eight or nine times before I finally got it.
1: You were losing it. I
0: was going mad. I, I don't I experience. I you were going
1: to punch out the windows on the car.
0: I don't experience gamer rage. This is one it of those. It,
1: brought it out in you.
0: This is That's how infuriating that is. Because I don't get mad at games. And this pissed me off. This literally made me angry. Not just because I had to finish the game, but because it felt like it was a hassle, and a roadblock put in place just for the fucking fun of it.
1: It's not fun, yeah.
0: No, because the rest of the challenges were easy. One was a fucking gauntlet where you had to kill a couple of enemies. The other one was rolling around with the Goron, and then the other one was just floating around with the Deku. That's it. This one was just fucking impossible. The swimming in this game is fucking terrible. So after completing the bullshit gauntlets for the mulch- the Children had for Link... Uh, The Moonchild with Majora's Mask gives you the Fierce Deity Mask. The Moonchild asks Link to play good guy and bad guy, telling Link that he can be the bad guy and that all he has to do is run away. The final battle starts. The boss's masks float away from Link and hang themselves up on walls. Link transforms into the Fierce Deity and the battle starts. Link beats Majora and the reanimated mask. Majora transforms twice with the final transformation being called Majora's wrath. But Link kicks his teeth in. Majora disappears, and the moon turned out to be a construct of Majora that disappeared as soon as Majora did too.
1: That's so stupid.
0: So <laughs>
1: So wait, do we do we ever see Majora?
0: Yeah, it's literally the mask. Oh, that's it is That's the mask. Majora. That is Majora. Well, see, yeah. I
1: thought that since it was called Majora's Mask, that, like, there was some evil mastermind behind all of this.
0: No, it's literally... That the, is Well, Majora. The, the evil presence inside the mask is Majora, which ends up being just Majora's Mask is just Majora. Majora. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of redundant. Hmm. So Link wakes up in Termina Field, uh, surrounded by Epona, Tattle, and Tail. Near them is Skull Kid, looking up at the four giants. The four giants tell him they never forgot him, and they still consider him a friend. They return back to their domains. Uh, Skull Kid thanks Link for the help and asks him to be his friend. The happy mask salesman picks up Majora's mask and tells Link and his new friends that the evil in the mask has left, and that he will be on his way. Creepy
1: motherfucker. Yeah, he's
0: still creepy till the fucking end. Uh, Tattle tells uh, thanks Link and urges him on to leave as they have to go to the carnival in Clock Town and that Link needs to continue on his adventure. So basically Tattle's like, okay, uh, we're, we're done. Fuck off. Luna, fuck basically off. Basically
1: say that to Luna too, yeah. yeah so, we're almost done, Luna.
0: Yeah, we're almost done. Uh, so uh, Link writes off, during the end credits, you see everyone you helped living a happy life oh. and enjoying the carnival. You see Andrew in her wedding dress.
1: Oh, Andrew and cafe.
0: Before the uh, end screen, before the last thing you see, you see Link riding a Pona through the woods, searching for his lost friend again. So going back to search for Navi. Poor um, Navi. Then a tree stump is shown with a drawing made by Skull Kid of him holding hands with Link, Tattle and Tail, and the four giants behind them.
1: And that's pretty freaking cute. The cutest and only cute thing about this whole thing.
0: And that's how the game ends. See, I, I I never really finished this game until this time. And um, I have to say, before that whole part with the fucking swimming, I was going to say that this is in my top three Zelda games ever.
1: Not anymore. Not
0: anymore. This is like number four. <laughs> because How
1: many have you played?
0: All of them. Uh, except for this Philip CDI games.
1: You said that, that one that you mentioned earlier. Oh, it's Skyward
0: Sword. Yeah. Skyward Sword. I don't count that one cause that one's Wait, so how, how many
1: are there that you've played?
0: Oh shit. Uh, there's a ton. I, I,
1: so it's still high.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's still high because I, I do like all the characters. I do like the stories they tell. I do like.
1: The repetitive nature.
0: The repetitive, yeah, but all the Zelda games do have the same repetitive nature. You know, it's find three things, get Master Sword, five find five or six more, kill Ganon. This game broke that mold for the first time in forever, and totally
1: different villain.
0: Totally different villain to start with, and totally different land to- no princess a at different all
1: dimension exactly no zelda exactly i thought maybe that the deku princess was going to be zelda
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know it's just different and it's a good kind of different it just has those few little things that hurt the experience in a large way i was going to say that this game was a five star because of the amount of anger it made me feel, which I never feel during video games, this is a four star game. For being done in a year with just recycling assets, I think that's pretty fucking top notch.
1: It's a three star manga. I, I, it was better than Ocarina. Yeah,
0: after all that you said, oh God, it just sounds terrible.
1: The weird egg.
0: The weird egg.
1: That's literally like not really explained at all. Yeah. Super fun.
0: But Majora's Mask is still worth the fucking play, so just play the game if you can, because God, it's so good when it's good, when it's bad, it's terrible, but it's...
1: make you want to break your, whatever you're playing it on, console.
0: Yeah, so another thing, like all these stories, there's no voice acting, and uh, it deals so much with the heaviness of loss and death and the toll it takes on the people around you that it just makes you care for these characters that just immediately die after you meet them because you can see the pain around everyone else. It is just amazing storytelling. And I just simplified it as much as I could for the sake of the episode, but it is still just freaking great. It's so good.
1: It's very repetitive storytelling. It is very, very repetitive storytelling. Very repetitive.
0: But then, you know, you got the Deku. It's already dead when you get there. Dermani, it's already dead, but his ghost still hasn't found peace. And then you find Mikau. Mikau. is basically dead. Mikao is dying. He dies literally in front of you. And so... And like that, there's there's just so much more. Like, the whole iconic Kingdom, I had never done that part when I played it before. And... Just their motivation of we are gonna take over the world of living because the skull kid promised us that we can, and then them noticing oh we can't because our time is over and we just have to leave the world to the living we have to find our own thing. It's just I don't know it's just it just rubbed me in a really good way that not a lot of games with story like this have done or can do in an easy way like like this game did back when I played it the first time back in 2000 I hated this fucking game it was trash it was terrible the three days gave me anxiety and the moon was scary as shit that so
1: moon is fucking
0: weird it is creepy but yeah I had fun I cannot wait for next week because we have so many fun ideas planned and it is gonna be a very fun episode I can't wait for our guests to join us cause it's gonna be really good All right, uh, so let's go ahead and get into some housekeeping and this episode because we're already at an hour and five minutes, and it is almost 10 o'clock, and I need to edit this so I can come out in time. Uh, So go sign up for our Patreon. Uh, We're giving away Hades. This is not Patreon exclusive. Uh, It's Hades, a $25 gift card to Barnes & Noble, and a $25 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing that we've reviewed. Uh, All you have to do is just go check out our post on Instagram, It'll give you all the instructions. We will announce the winner on the episode of the 5th. July 5th. July 5th. Uh, apart from that, uh, go follow us everywhere. We're on Twitter, Addie Novel Console. We're on Instagram, Addie Novel Console. slash Novel Console. We're on YouTube. Don't forget to tell your friends to listen to the podcast. It's a good podcast, I think. Is it?
1: We're pretty funny. Yeah, we are we sometimes. We say lots of bad words. We do. My mom has to pause it because she listens to it on speaker at work.
0: Well, she she shouldn't do that. Shame on her. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts because that will get you extra entries into the giveaway. And uh, don't forget, email us at at gmail.com. We're still taking cell day emails for next week. Uh, we will compile them into a whole email section that we will discuss with our guests, and it's going to be a grand old time. And our art was done by Metamorphic A. You can follow her on Instagram and you can find her link in the show notes. Anything you want to say before we end the show, Karen?
1: I could never have been a gamer. Why? Because I I I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you deal with the the repetitiveness. Now I'm I'm being repetitive in talking about how repetitive it all is.
0: It's not re- You have
1: a lot more patience than I do.
0: <laughs> While you're playing it's not it, it is repetitive, right? When you think about it after the fact. While you're doing it in the moment, it doesn't feel repetitive unless it has really bad game design. So, uh, let me an example would be Devil May Cry. You have the same attack combos, the same enemies, but because the way that the game is designed and because of the way that you can create the flow of the combat as you want it to go, it doesn't feel repetitive, even though it's literally you're doing the same thing over and over again. So it really has to do with the game design, not just only press A to attack. That's why it might have looked repetitive from the outside, but while you're actually digging in, it's really not. There's few little changes. I'm sure in storytelling, it's not that easy <laughs> to, to overlook, but...
1: no.
0: All right, so that's it for this week's episode. You want to say goodbye, Keridan? Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.